2: Voice from uh, Anna Karenina. Hello, and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people—a platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Gia, and today's theme is the gift of spring.
3: And I'm Jovan Handel. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be the Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and Great Nonprofits. Please visit www.bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation and get more information about how you too can be a part of our mission to increase literacy and positive message media.
2: The Star UR needs your donations to help us help those in distress by providing books and other
4: resources.
2: Please donate today at uh, bethestarur.org and you can even donate through PayPal Giving Fund with no fees since Be The Star You Are is a positive media charity, I thought we could actually begin our show about spring today with some readings of poetry about the growing season. So for this segment, Jovan and I will be reading and discussing some works from renowned poets about this coming time of year. Here we go. So this is called A Prayer in Spring, and it's a poem by the famous poet Robert Frost, uh, a romantic poet who wrote about life in terms of nature, uh, sort of in that transcendentalist uh, romantic era reaction to the Industrial Revolution. There we go. Oh, give us pleasure in the flowers today and give us not to think so far away as the uncertain harvest keeps us here, all simply in the springing of the year. Give us pleasure in the orchard white, like nothing else by day, like ghosts by night, and make us happy in the happy bees that swarm dilating round the perfect trees, and make us happy in the darting bird, suddenly above the bees is heard meteor that thrusts in with needle bill and off a blossom in midair stands still but this is love and nothing else is love the which is reserved for god above sanctify to what ends he will but which it only needs that we fulfill all right uh so it was relatively when you're reading it when you're reading Reading a poem like this is relatively pretty short, uh, but within that poem, they can hold many, many different meanings. And so, Joven, I just wanted to ask, what do you think of this poem? You know, uh, what's your first impression and what meanings have you been able to pull from it?
3: Yeah, I thought it was a great poem. Um, Very, definitely very vivid with imagery and, you know, evoking a lot of what we think of when we think of spring. Something I liked is that it seems to have a lot of different meanings that you can get from it. So it talked about, um, so it talked about, uh, oh, give us pleasure in the flowers today and give us not to think so far away. So you're kind of not always focused on what's coming, you're kind of focused on the present, what's happening now in the moment. And then later on, um, something else that it talks about is uh where was it um it's it's just more of this kind of enjoying the moment enjoy now and again this vivid imagery so with these trees and the birds and the bees um you're hearing them you're seeing them you're smelling them you're in <laughs> this and it's like a very well written full of imagery if i love it
2: Absolutely. It really does appeal to all of those senses and uh, gives us the feeling of being within this beautiful season uh, as we're reading the poem. And just uh, centering or kind of uh, building on that idea that you brought up about, you know, focusing on the present, I think. I love that line, as the uncertain harvest keep us here. Uh, I think it's quite beautiful as well, where it centers around that idea of remaining in the present and enjoying every second of it, because we as humans are never really sure where we're going to go or what's going to happen. We can never truly predict where our paths are going to meander in the future, and so we've got to enjoy what we've got now before it escapes our grasp and before we move on to whatever is next in our lives. I thought that was definitely a great element of the poem. uh, Besides, or, you know, maybe that's supported by a lot of this imagery of spring because spring brings with it all of this bloom, and we can predict the season. We can predict each spring as it comes, but uh, every individual knows that a new life is born each spring, and spring is unpredictable, right? We, we try to predict it with the groundhog every year, but the coming of spring is unpredictable. Each spring is a little different. There's a newness with, with each returning season, and I think uh, uh, frost really captures it well here. And so I wanted to ask as well, Jovan, since I've been prattling on about what I think spring is, oh, no. uh, you know, what does spring mean to you?
3: Well, I think you really hit the matter on the head then when you talked about um, this kind of birth, this all these new things in spring. So um, when we think of you know planting, when we think of flowers like when you think of you know spring versus fall and slash autumn and any other seasons spring is all about planting it's about um again this whole birth the cycle is restarting now so it just means kind of you know a season of fresh starts so whatever you really want to see um coming into i guess you can still call it a sort of the new year um, it's just an opportunity for you to kind of start something.
2: Yeah, to begin anew. And I know, Joven, yeah. you're, you know, you're centered in uh, the, the Central Valley, I believe, right? Uh, kind of in a, uh, you know, you have yeah. more ties with agriculture, right? Or like your area. Uh, I know you were speaking on another show about kind of how the fertilizer pesticide Gmo sort of um, debate got going on in this country affected your area so I wanted to ask you know do you have any personal experiences with that link between spring and agriculture or birthing or the crop cycle or anything like that
3: yeah that's a great question so the, the first thing immediately that comes to mind which I'm sure isn't just uh, limited to the Central Valley is just, you know, that feeling of waking up, heading off to school and seeing all this a sudden dew on your lawn and just, this mist. And it's, 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 I don't know why, it's just a great feeling to see this. Um, really? And then in regards to agriculture, then I think something of note is that, so as GMOs especially are becoming more and more accepted every year. I guess each spring, each new planting season, kind of does represent a new start for agriculture, quite literally. As in all these new perceptions of GMOs, any new measures or propositions, uh, when they take into effect in the new year, then we see the effects of those coming into, I guess not into fruition, in spring, but we're seeing the beginning of those in spring. And so a year from now, in the next spring, uh, we'll be reevaluating. We'll be possibly enacting some new changes, and yeah, the Absolutely. whole start idea.
2: Yeah, I I never thought of it like that. Actually, oh my goodness, it's it really is quite, as you said, quite literally a new start because you have a completely new. Modified plant of plant seed, just uh, revised and sent out there. That's that's really quite interesting because I'd always thought, um, you know, a lot of us have, especially in the states, this image of farming as a sort of a cycle, a big cycle that really renews itself. But then, with the advent of GMOs, you see uh, new crops being thrown into that cycle every year. And I guess that, I imagine, has begun to define, as you said, the the process of spring coming every year. And, you know, uh, we we were speaking about poetry and we read this beautiful frost poem. And although we don't have much time to analyze it, uh, we did see some lovely symbols of spring. And so, Jovan, do you have any favorite poetical... Uh, poetical... Uh, poetic symbol of spring that comes to mind maybe uh cherry blossoms is one i like or you know any sort of mm, symbol of nature or spring that you can think of
3: yeah yeah i love the cherry blossom just like how you were saying Um, (laughs) i do have like a neighbor a few a few houses down he doesn't do it anymore but i remember when i was younger and he would always have these brilliant cherry blossoms blossoming obviously right around this time of year and just um, pink and overflowing with color and flying into everybody else's uh, lawns and everything it was actually kind of a welcome sight because it was just, it was mesmerizing. And so I love seeing the cherry blossom appear in poetry or any other literature just because, you know, I, I remember it from my youth. And it's nice to see the symbol kind of being used in all these different uh, works of literature as well.
2: Absolutely. Well, uh, yeah, I, uh, cherry blossoms, always a. And th- that's a beautiful memory as well that you've got connected to this symbol of spring in nature. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jovan, for this wonderful discussion. And thanks for sharing uh, all of these memories and stories and facts that you've got linked to spring and i love reading the poem uh for everyone and being able to discuss it with you uh listeners be sure to support our show in these amazing segments by donating to the be the star you are charity that brings you this program we have lots of fun events coming up so check out be the star you org and follow our blog a shout out of gratitude to michael verbrugge construction who is sponsoring our booth at the local Moraga Fair. I'm Brigitte Gia.
3: And I'm Jovan Hundle. You, The Star You Are founder and Express Yourself producer Cynthia Bryan has just authored a brand new book, Growing with the Goddess Gardener, which fits within our spring topic today. Um, it's now available at www.cynthiabryan.com slash online store with a hyphen in between online and store. And 25% of the proceeds benefit Be The Star You Are as well as Express Yourself. Uh, watch our fun and informative videos as well at YouTube.com/slash/be the star you are, and make sure to keep listening as we can discuss the gift of spring. I'm Jovan Hundle, and you are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, which is brought to you by the Be The Star You Are charity. Today's show is centered around the gift of spring.
2: And I'm Brigitte Gia. In this segment, we'll be reading a La a Weekly article written by our very own Be The Star You Are founder and Express Yourself producer, Cynthia Bryan. Raised in the vineyards of Napa County, Cynthia is a New York Times bestseller author radio personality speaker media and writing coach as well as the founder and executive director of be the star you are 501c3 literacy and positive media charity uh tune into cynthia's radio show and order her books at starstyleradio.com. and of course listen to this show and give uh give it your full support and cynthia's new book uh Called Growing with the Goddess Gardener is available at cynthiabryan.com uh, online-store, and its proceeds actually go partially towards keeping Express Yourself going and bringing these wonderful broadcasts to you, our audience. So please make sure you support her as you listen to this wonderful article. Uh, and, so,
3: yeah. and so this chapter is called March On and Spring Forward. Truth is rarely written in ink. It lives in nature, a quote from Martin H. Fisher. It all started with a box of toothpicks. My siblings and I finally had the heart and the stamina to begin cleaning out our mother's farmhouse that was built before 1900. We made the mandatory four piles, garbage, donation, share, and keep, as we meticulously emptied and cleaned each drawer and cabinet. When we came upon several brand new boxes of toothpicks, we kept a few and shared the rest. When I returned home, I opened my drawer where I kept my toothpicks to discover that I already had six boxes of 500 picks. Horrified, I emptied that drawer, created four piles, and what began as a simple task of putting away a small box of toothpicks resulted in a full day of purging and organizing. Which gets me to our garden marching orders for the month. It is time to clean out the potting shack, clear the storage sheds, organize the garage, and tidy up our cluttered gardens the hedges edge the lawn sharpen tools wash the lawnmower blades and pull the sprouting weeds spring forward by cleaning our houses and removing the the debris from our gardens there is something about the pre-spring season that revs up our systems and begs us to dust off the old to make way for the new we yearn to get rid of the mess that has been gathering My storage area was filled with odd pieces of wire, broken light fixtures, string lights, patio pads, tiki torches, oil, glass, lawn seed, fertilizer, soil mixes, Christmas tree stands, old toys from Kids Long Gone, punctured hoses, and a multitude of underutilized machines and gadgets geared to make gardening simpler, but in reality were just too burdensome. It took me a full seven days to bring order to the chaos. As overwhelming as this project sounds, the best way to start is to just start. Don't be paralyzed by the enormity of the task. Do it bit by bit, but take everything out of the spaces you are going to clean. Don't try to wipe around anything, everything out. Once the space is empty, sweep it, mop it, brush out the cobwebs, and disinfect it. Next, designate four areas for decluttering. Keep, donate, trash, recycle, recycle, sell. You will be amazed at how much junk you have. Anything you are keeping, donating, giving away, or selling must be cleaned. Dump the trash unless you have chemicals, insecticides, pesticides, paints, or contaminants. Take those items to a special facility for disposal. Contact your garbage collection agency for drop-off locations. Box your donations and donate immediately lest you be tempted to reclaim items. Do the same with your recyclables or sale items. Organize what's left to store in a manner that is easily and safely accessible. Walk around your garden and really look at your landscape. What needs a tune-up? Are the hinges on your gate squeaking? Do you have broken fence slats? Do your hedges need a haircut? When was the last time you painted or stained your deck? Is it time for a patio power power wash? Pick up the dog bones, clean out the litter boxes, and get a storage container for all the unused children's or pets toys. Check your irrigation system. Turn on the sprinklers to determine if you have any broken heads or pipes. What about your nightscaping? Do you have bulbs that are burned out? Are the batteries run down on your solar lights? Your front entrance and sidewalk are the first greeting areas for yourself and guests. Give your porch a thorough cleaning and sweeping. Add a blooming plant in a pretty container. Buy a new welcome mat. Polish the hardware on your door. After weeding your flower beds, add a fresh layer of mulch not only to beautify your landscape, but also to retain moisture and keep the soil temperatures constant while deterring erosion. Turn the compost pile. As you march around your yard, you'll discover a plethora of chores that are begging for your attention. Make a list, check it twice or three times, and get to the most important items first. Garden happenings. The bare branches of the trees tell us that it is still winter, but the buzzing of the bees, coupled with the sweet melodies of songbirds, indicate that spring is right around the corner. My garden seems to have awakened from its slumber a full month early. Until the last few days of the month, February had been bone dry and exceptionally sunny, forcing normal plants to bloom early. Daffodils and narcissi have been blooming for two months and will continue for another two. The Italian white peach that normally forecasts a St. Patrick's Day celebration burst into full bloom on Valentine's Day. My shamrocks, also known as oxalis, are in their cheery yellow glory. Colorful freesias, tulips, dutch iris, calla lilies, and hyacinthus announce the stirrings of spring. The precipitation was welcome news, but the cold front that accompanied the rain-dropping temperatures into the 20s caused tender plants to freeze. The morning after the first frigid night, the shriveled shapes of lamia, sage, and nastartium greeted me on my daily meditation walk. Part of tidying the gardens is to understand what to prune back and what to leave until all danger of frost has passed. The sage and lamia are best cut immediately, while the pruning of the nasturtium will wait until later in the month. Viburnum, with its tiny white flowers, does well in cold weather and accentuates the beauty of a four-season garden. If you properly pruned your roses towards the end of January or beginning of February, you will see that they're now sprouting leaves. Within a month, buds will open. A few of my David Austin roses are already blooming. I'm still planting bare-root roses, and world-renowned rosarian Michael Maria will will have joined uh, Cynthia Bryan on her radio broadcast from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific Time on March 7th. And you can get more information about this date at starstyleradio.com slash radio And Cynthia and Michael discuss the latest trends and techniques in cultivating a beautiful rose garden. My mother used to instruct us with the words, cleanliness is next to godliness. That truth wasn't written in ink, but it did help me toss that extra box of, box of toothpicks. I know for certain that everything looks so much better and more attractive when it's clean and clutter-free. Live in truth, live in nature. Happy gardening, happy growing. Wow, so that was a very interesting little uh, article there. So, as someone who doesn't, you know, have that much experience with gardening, was it really eye-opening? Um, article into a lot of the background around that process. And so Brigitte, do you or your family do you guys garden or do you guys do any spring cleaning of your own?
2: Ah uh, well, uh, I personally don't do as much gardening as I'd like to. We do have a have a small yard, uh, but we are a bit busy and as a result, I don't have as many plants as I otherwise would have, but I think it's, it's wonderful uh, to have a garden and to cultivate one because you're putting a lot of love into it and you do get to experience the spring as it comes and really see it for your own eyes, um, with your own eyes. But I think maybe a lot of Cynthia's advice can also really be applied to as you said, yeah, it's spring cleaning, any sort of cleaning, and I know for sure that my family does do an extensive s- spring cleaning uh, process with every every new year. Uh, we celebrate the Chinese New Year. My family is uh, Mandarin Chinese, uh, uh, has Mandarin Chinese origins, and every single year to freshen everything up and to bring in the good, good nature of the new year. Uh, In late January or early February, we start a spring cleaning. So we clean the house from top to bottom. And we really try to make sure that everything uh, is sort of ready for a fresh start. Uh, And so Joven, what about you? You know, do you Again, Central Valley, as we mentioned in the in the last segment, do you have any experience with gardening as well, or uh, do you guys spring clean uh, in your family?
3: Yes, yeah, so I don't have any uh, personal experience myself uh, with gardening either, uh, but we do do spring cleaning uh, mainly with clothes. So we'll all um, go through our closets, and anything that's you know too small for us will. Give the relatives as hand me downs. We'll donate it to the local goodwill. Um, anything like that, you know, we'll we'll do. We don't have any specific process for, I guess, cleaning the house in spring. Uh, we just kind of do that, you know, on like a monthly or by bi- or weekly cycle or something okay. like that. Uh, but yeah, there. Yeah, not any and not any specific um gardening experience myself but my grandpa who lives on his beloved farm he has I believe it's over 20 different fruits and vegetables that he grows right on there so I do love going to his house and you know sampling some fruits and vegetables and that kind of thing and so yeah um thank you Brigitte for an awesome segment it was a great chapter to read and I liked uh, the insights you provided afterward. Unfortunately, we are out of time for this segment, but we will be continuing our conversation in the next portion of the show. Audience, make sure to visit our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com for photos, descriptions, links, blogs, and more. I'm Jovan Hundle.
2: And I'm Brigicia. If you are a fan of baseball and live in Northern California, Be the Star You Are has been chosen as the nonprofit of the night for the June fifteenth baseball game between the Oakland A's and the Los Angeles Angels. Tickets are tax deductible and discounted to only thirty-two dollars for second tier field seats. So please visit our charity site at be the org slash events to buy your tickets today. Stay right here with us as we continue our discussion on The Gift of Spring.
1: Show the world your smile, be the star you are.
0: If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life changing programs at BeTheStarURRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at be the star you are
2: We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. I'm Brigitte Gia, and our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. For this ex- edition of Express Yourself, we are continuing our hour on the gift of spring.
3: And I'm Jovan Handel. In this next segment, we'll be looking at the coming of the spring season from a variety of different perspectives, centering around subjects that define our everyday lives. So, uh, first looking at it from sort of a school perspective, so there's the yearly events occurring in spring in school all the time. So that's when, you know, third quarter is ending, fourth quarter is starting. Um, you know, you might get a lot of projects. Your classes are winding down. If you're enrolled in any AP classes, then you're going to have those AP tests coming up at the beginning of May. So uh, you need to <laughs> study those. Um, you're going to have spring break coming up where you have a week or maybe, maybe different depending on the school, where you have a week to kind of get ready for the massive of homework and projects ready to come. <laughs> if you're a senior like you, Brigitte, I'm sure that <laughs> it's kind of in the home stretch now. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of social events, all that kind of thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, one thing that was interesting that it's not, you know, a yearly event, but I thought it would bear mention is so this spring, in fact, today... Is uh, the nationwide walkout for, in remembrance of the Parkland shooting victims. So I'm not sure, Brigitte, if your school had, did you guys participate in any sort of walkout?
2: Uh, there was actually a walkout. Uh, it occurred on the 14th and it was uh, quite, uh, I would say, quite motivating, definitely. Um, obviously, the issue at hand. Is a very, a very powerful one that has both united a lot of people and maybe kind of divided the nation, the states for sure. Um, and there's, there's a lot going on. But I think the one issue that we can all agree on is that uh, walkouts have been put on as a way to make sure that the lives that have been lost through these absolutely tragic and horrendous mass shootings are not forgotten and left in the dust. And I think that part of this season has been continuing to acknowledge that. And um, I think I'm, I'm pretty proud that our area we managed to... Put together and show some. Uh, put together a walkout and show some solidarity for this cause, this remembrance. And uh, I know that it really did spread around the nation, and it's been a defining feature of this specific time of this spring, uh, spring of twenty eighteen. I think it can definitely be uh, categorized as. Uh, a part of the students' spring. Um, oh yes, yeah, sorry. Continue. Oh, yeah, I was
3: just gonna mention one quick thing. That I think it actually kind of reflects the, the spirit of spring well. So, um, not even politicizing it. So, what, whatever side you're on, I think it just kind of represents that new star and students. I guess kind of taking over uh, with this new star. I, th- I mm-hmm. think it kind of reflects the season of spring very well.
2: Absolutely. I think that's a that's a great point, uh, is that it uh, brings in a, I think, a new perspective, for sure. And exactly what you said, this sort of student-led movement that's representing a new voice, uh, a new viewpoint, and a new readiness to really celebrate uh,
3: something and fight for it. Yeah, yeah. And then, so, Brigitte, are there any other perspectives that you might like to look at spring towards?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I thought one interesting kind of taking it away from the school perspective for a little bit, although obviously that we as teens, uh, that perspective is one that really does uh, largely shape our lives. Uh, I wanted to check out the fashion perspective as well. So um, with the coming of spring always arrives a wave of new fashion and new ways to dress because you have that receding of the cold weather and the, the need to wear all these coats and, you know, windbreakers and heavy layers and you're allowed to kind of slip on some some lighter jeans or some lighter jackets, maybe some scarves that aren't made completely of wool. Um, And so it's a time when everybody's starting to, once again, you know, uh, find items that will allow them to really express themselves and express their new excitement about what they're now going to be able to wear with the coming of warmer weather. And so I thought um, this includes kind of, um, maybe not exactly, but like St. Patrick's Day fashion I've seen recently pop up on some of my online shopping feeds. So that's been kind of fun, although not exactly uh, too much of the new spring uh, sentiment exactly. But I think a lot of spring collections have definitely come out Um in high fashion and then um, kind of in the everyday wear as well. This features a lot of floral print. I always find every year there's really a big return of the floral print, maybe as a result of You know, individuals need to look towards nature again and to wear what they're seeing around them happening. (laughs) So when you see the flowers bloom, you kind of want to take an element of that with you uh, on your daily adventure and maybe wear it on a shirt or on a nice dress that you can now actually put on because... It's not winter anymore. <laughs> and so, Joven, I wanted to ask, you know, do you look forward to wearing short sleeves or any particular item of clothing when it gets warmer out?
3: Yeah, so um, I definitely, you know, don't have to wear up as uh, more often, but, you know, I have noticed that I'll definitely need to start wearing my rain jacket, you know, more it's, I think it's like <laughs> definitely, at least in this area, it rains a lot, lot more in spring than it yeah. does in winter. As in, like, crazy amounts more. Oh, um,
2: California.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, California. Uh, and so definitely rain jackets more, but in general, in most days, since the temperature is heating up, you yeah, can definitely kind of take those layers off. I like the the coordinating the colors, how you're talking about, um, yeah
2: the, the. yeah, definitely, I think, ah oh man, the rain is i I'm a little i think I'm not sure if it's farther up north or farther down south. I'm not a hundred percent sure, um but I think I'm kind of in the San Francisco Bay area, and so. In spring, when it rains, it rains as well, um, and so you and I will both have to bring out those those raincoats. Oh boy! And I think, though, that um, one really, really interesting trend that's been popping up uh, with the return of spring this year is I've seen a lot of Easter shades go around too. So a lot of a lot of pastel shades have been making their way into the the spring look. And I think usually, usually we have a lot of um, floral print, but not so much solid colors. But this year there's definitely been a return to the solid color realm. And so just <laughs> drifting away a little from that, though, um, I know we spoke in the first segment about sort of the more personal experiences that both of us have tied to spring. I was wondering, you know, Joven, if you have any more uh, stories to share or facts too, because of course you do World Watch, so you have a lot of facts
3: up your sleeve. Uh, <laughs> if
2: you have any that you'd like to share?
3: Yeah, so we can, yeah, I, I let's do a little mini World Watch uh, now. Um, so for example, so one thing that's always interesting, uh, it's, it's, it's just something interesting to know, is how Of course, in the Southern Hemisphere, the seasons are flipped. So right now, as we're about to enter into spring, with the spring equinox being on March 20th, um, March 20th marks the beginning of autumn in the Southern Hemisphere. So South America, Australia. um, And so, yeah, it's just an interesting little thing to take note of. So when they're having Christmas and what we might think of as July... Uh, And also another interesting spring-related topic, just because of the name, uh, the Arab Spring. So back in 2011, Mm. when um, you see these um, sorts of uprisings in a lot of different Arab nations against tyrannical governments... Um, so it was de- it was named the Arab Spring, you know, just because a lot of the news coverage and actual events mainly started happening in the spring. But as we were kind of saying before, with uh, the, the walkout, the student walkout, I think spring is, again, a very fitting season, fitting name for this, just because it is kind of representing a new start and breaking the old cycle, um, new changes coming. So we'll have to see, you know, in the coming decades, of course whether these changes were for the better, whether they were effective, whether some of them actually worked. But it is nice to see change in these repressive areas. And again, I think spring was a nice way to represent that.
2: Absolutely. Um, I think... That's yeah. Spring really represents that uh, you're kind of emerging from the snows. So like you're emerging from ignorance, uh, <laughs> the ignorance of being trapped within this yeah. this sort of more oppressive state, perhaps. Um, and you're there. There's a lot of enlightened ideas that have been birthed uh, with the movement of the people, and hopefully a lot of these uh, democratic uprisings although maybe recently they have experienced a bit of a drawback hopefully uh, the larger trend here will be towards one of you know enlightened democracies across the world and i think that's definitely uh, a great larger picture perspective to take uh all right well joven this has been an amazing conversation uh and i loved speaking about sort of all these different perspectives on spring with you uh audience during the break be sure to check out our 501c3 literacy and positive media charity at be bethestarur.org
3: i'm brigitte gia and i'm Jovan Hundle. Be sure to also visit www.expressyourselfteenradio.com for more information about our show. And when we come back, we'll be returning to our discussion on the gift of spring. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Jovan Hundle on Express Yourself, and today's hour is all about the gift of
1: spring.
2: And I'm Brigitte In this next segment, Katie will be enlightening us on the theme of spring from a career perspective with another installation of her segment, Aim to Shoot. Hi, Katie.
4: Hi, everyone. So I'm back today with my Aim to Shoot segment, but today I'm just going to be kind of focusing on how spring comes with its opportunities for high schoolers and college students and what spring just really means when it comes to us preparing for our future. So spring... As its season time of the year, it poses its opportunities, often coming with sports such as lacrosse, softball, swimming. But of course, it also comes with its stresses, kind of including standardized testing this time of the year and teachers trying to pack in all those units as we're coming to the end of the school year. And students get really stressed as we have to deal with kind of comes to an end. As school comes to an end for the year, and teachers are still trying to teach, but we're also trying to, you know, have that freedom of it's spring and almost getting to summer. But spring really is a time for opportunity. And in the past few years, what I've noticed for myself and other students is that when it reaches spring, kids end up. Um, starting to plan for summer. So especially in high school, a lot of people end up spending their summers maybe traveling, but also possibly working, volunteering, being a part of a program, and spring's a great time to start preparing for that. And people who are interested in science often have, there are science programs at colleges all over the United States around and around the world that people can apply to during the summer usually these programs accept these applications in maybe February to April but generally students try to prepare ahead of time for those applications and get those in. I know for a fact that the hospital that I volunteer at has been collecting its applications for the past month and are now coming to a close with their program applications but there are many programs that people try to Prepare for or apply for either for the summer or the following year. That students need to be starting for, starting to prepare for and make plans for right now, and that also includes a lot of volunteer programs outside of your area. For example, the camp that I went to last summer, I ended up applying for and interviewing for early in the spring. You know, before high school, we never really thought about having to do all these things in the spring. Spring was kind of more a time for getting excited for summer or just thinking about next year. Really, spring is a time for preparing for what you're going to spend your time with in the following months. And that includes such programs, such internships, if you're interested in one, such jobs, because you have to be able to make plans for those and apply for those. But spring, it, for a lot of people, as I mentioned before, is a time for sports. And for me, for s- several past years, about six to seven years, has meant archery. I, so I am a competitive archer and have been for several years. At first, I started out local, but then moved to state and then nationals. And spring or archery has its um, two areas. It has its indoors competitions and outdoors competitions and indoors competitions only take place in february and march kind of late winter early spring but once you really hit march or the end of march you start going into outdoors competitions and those were kind of more of my specialty i much preferred outdoors over indoors because indoors archery was a lot colder because it was in the winter and it was a lot more competitive because when you're shooting indoors, you're shooting at a much closer distance. And since everyone is shooting at that distance, you feel yourself being compared very easily to the other archers. But when you go to outdoors, you, got, you everyone shoots at different distances depending on your age and gender. For example, if you are about your middle school age, then you'll shoot maybe about 50 meters. Whereas if you're in high school maybe a junior then you might be shooting 60 or 70 meters and so after with spring coming each year I would always prepare for outdoor archery um, competitions and I would go to the local range every other day or so and I'd practice for several hours maybe maybe I would practice with several and have ended up learning archery with and practice with and spring just comes with this whole new, you know, this whole new commitment, not just school, but I'm also taking in archery. And I know that's true for a lot of other people who maybe do swimming or softball, but spring is kind of a much different season than winter. If you're, especially when you're a student, spring means something else for school. It means something else for sports. Especially with maybe if you play a winter sport, it's coming to an end, or if so, you just have a lot going on. And I think spring has, for for me specifically, meant archery for a very long time. But really, I've just noticed that spring for all kind, for all students is a change in some way. Whether it's that's actually taking off stress, for example, if you've been preparing for some kind of competition because I know at my school uh, science competition ended recently. So a lot of kids are less stressed, but then you also have people who are preparing for another, um, maybe debate competition coming up and they're starting to get stressed. It's just, it depends on what kind of schedule you're, you have for yourself, but really it is definitely a time for preparing for the next year in a way.
3: Yeah. So you're talking a lot about, um, spring you know looking at it from a school perspective and so spring break do you maybe have any plans are you going to go somewhere are you how, how you were saying before hoping i um, getting ready for summer
4: I mean yeah def- definitely something I've noticed for seniors because I know Brigitte and I are seniors we a lot of kids end up visiting colleges because once you hit you know, mid-March, from mid-March to April 1st, you really are getting a lot of results back from you know, colleges, hearing back about admissions. And once you get those choices, a lot of college students do say that visiting the college has a huge impact on your opinion and your decision. So I know a lot of my friends and myself um, are thinking about going to visit some colleges during spring break just to take a look at the campus and decide which college that we want to commit to and it's something I would definitely recommend for you know future oncoming seniors yeah I think
2: just to add on a little bit onto that is um I have yeah I have a few friends who did get accepted Especially early, early action and decision into or yes. early action, yeah, into into a small, you know, a handful of colleges that they thought they might go to, and I I had a friend who visited one actually, and she said on paper it looked, you know, these were the stats uh, academically it was a really good research college, um, but she went there and she just she said. I can't see myself going to this school. I need a different. I need a different environment. I need different connections than what it offers. And so she decided not to go. Mm-hmm. And I think you need spring break to make yes. sure
4: that you'll be happy there. And, yeah, and that's one big part of spring. <laughs> I mean, you know, spring definitely like if you if it comes to summer and you're like oh let me just go, let's take a look and you go there and you're like oh I don't want to go there then mm. you know at that point
2: <laughs> you can't kind of do anything
4: back yeah so spring break I think definitely for seniors is something that you should take advantage of whether that's to visit colleges or just to you know really figure out what you're gonna do absolutely for, you know
3: for next year yeah Yeah. and I feel like it's also oh sorry go ahead uh,
4: I was gonna
2: ask um just really quick Katie do you have any you know with the coming of spring is the coming of kind of newness and um you know pulling up new plans to do things and are you excited for any new things that are going on in your life now that apps are over and you're getting decisions back
4: I mean, I think getting decisions itself is really exciting and nerve-wracking, right? And it's just like the idea of imagining yourself going to college. But for this year, I think spring has meant more for me kind of getting closer to college, getting closer to summer, and just leaving high school with a good impact because i mean i have a couple clubs on hand that i'm in in charge i'm in charge of and i just really want to leave those clubs ready for next year and just with a good note this year and that's what's kind of on my life on my mind lately just making sure those clubs are stable ready to go and all good before i leave high school
3: yeah i think it's um definitely a a noble endeavor just so that once you graduate then you know the club's going to be in good hands it's going to you know survive for hopefully at least four more years when a new set of people arrive to the school yeah. um, and i know even as a as a junior myself in clubs where i'm part of the leadership i'm already uh, meet myself and the other juniors are already starting to look for underclassmen that we hope to take the reins someday yeah <laughs> Yeah, so thanks so much, Katie and Brigitte as well. Um, uh, with that, it is time to say farewell. We do give our thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America kids crew, especially our engineer, A-Rod. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Jovan Hundle.
2: And I'm Brigitte Gia. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For information on our creative community, go to our main site at bethestarur.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, welcome spring, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express
0: yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. Just